1: Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together. And just to get us started, I'll go first. And today I am going first talking to all of you about creativity. This is something I am really excited to talk to you about because it's one of those things that I'm trying to incorporate more into our lives this year. I think it's something that I've lost sight of in a lot of ways, and I can't wait to deep dive into it with you today. Talk about different things we can be doing to spark our creativity, different ways we can. And be creative. There's all kinds of things we're going to get into in today's podcast. And I think it's going to be really fun. But before we get there, you guys, it's official. I'm finally back on YouTube, doing the thing, putting everything out there. The goal is to do two episodes a week. So on Tuesdays, I will have a focused episode just about a certain topic. So for instance, this week's YouTube video is about my ride or die makeup makeup. Favorites. There's five of them that I use every single day and I absolutely love, and I get to share them in this video. And then coming out on Fridays, it will be a summation of my favorites for the week. Kind of like I used to do on Instagram and on the blog, there will be five Friday favorites where I talk about the things I've been reading, watching, things I've been doing with wellness, drinking, eating, loving. All of that will be on my Friday shows, which will also be in conjunction with the newsletter that will come out on Fridays. be able to find all the links to those things and I'll go a little bit more in depth. And you can find the newsletter over at mckenziecoppa.substack.com. But basically the place I really would love if you would go today and get signed up would be on YouTube. If you head over to youtube.com slash Mackenzie Coppa, and if you need that link or you don't know how to spell my name, then you'll be able to find it in today's show notes, which you'll be able to access by just swiping up in whatever app you are listening to this episode on. But if you go to youtube.com slash Mackenzie Coppa and you hit subscribe and you hit notifications, that would mean so much to me. I have less than 200 people to go until I hit a thousand on YouTube, which is a big marker that they look for as you're trying to monetize your channel and take it to the next level and get the word out about what you're doing on YouTube. And it would just mean so much to me if you ladies who are already listening to me, you're already invested in the Live Well Anyway message and all of the stuff that I bring here, if you would head over to YouTube and subscribe there also. Tell your friends about it, share about it on social, anywhere that you can to get the word out that I'm finally doing it. I'm finally showing up on YouTube and it's going to be a good time. All right. So youtube.com slash Mackenzie All right. Without further ado though, let's get into this episode talking all about how we can be sparking more creativity in our lives in 2022. First some backstory. I have always been creative. I've always loved making things with my hands and making beautiful things and it's just always been an outlet for me. I mean, I remember when I was little, just always having arts and crafts supplies and doing that kind of thing. And then about the time I got into junior high, my mom and I found this bead shop that was local. And we started beading all the time. We would have bead parties with our friends from the theater. And we learned to make all of these different really fun like stitches with beads. And we would bead bottles and we would make like all of these things and necklaces and jewelry and you know, like all stuff stuff. And it was so much fun. My mom and I had more beads than we knew what to do with. And that became a huge focus and a really good stress reliever, something we would do at night while we were watching TV. It was just a thing. And so these kinds of creative pursuits, I would say, went all the way through high school. At one point, I got a sewing machine. I kind of dabbled with that. And I just did a lot of that kind of thing. I also took calligraphy for a year in high school, so that was really awesome to be able to have that as an elective. Our teacher was actually a professional calligrapher. I had always loved hand lettering. I had taken little camps on it in the summer when I was younger, and by deep diving and doing a whole year of it at my high school, I was able to learn all kinds of different techniques and the spacing and proper ways to use calligraphy pens and you know dipping ink and And all of that kind of stuff, it was this way to be able to dip into my creative side every single day while I was at school, learn something that I'd always wanted to learn more about and then I've been able to use over the years and kind of like expanding on that knowledge and learning more about it and incorporating it in my planners and invitations and all kinds of different things. But it was this really fun way to be creative and get to have that side of me fed just in my actual education. Then in my freshman year of college, we all kind of got bored one day. It was an all-girls dorm, and a bunch of us decided that we wanted to learn how to knit. So I loaded up my car with a whole bunch of gals, and we went to Michael's or... Hobby Lobby or something and we all bought yarn and knitting needles. None of us had any idea what we were doing but I bought a knitting book and I sat down with those diagrams and I figured out how to knit and then I taught everyone on the floor how to knit and so we weren't great knitters but we sure did turn out a lot of scarves that year. And really not very scarf friendly yarn. By the way, as I look back, I remember years later because I made a scarf for my mom for Christmas and she was like, oh, that's so beautiful. And it was like this chenille green yarn. I don't really know what I was thinking. I mean, the, the yarn was fun because it was so fuzzy and everything, but it just made this big like block of a scarf that was not very flexible and hard to wrap around your neck and my poor mother like years later I was like oh this scarf and she was like oh that scarf (laughs) like why did you ever give that to me? So I tried to not take personal offense. I could I could see where maybe I fell a little short with that one. But nonetheless, it was something that we dove into. And it was like this thing that all the girls on my floor, we would all get together and knit when we were watching movies and whatever. I also learned to crochet that year. A friend taught me how. And it's actually the same blanket that I have been teaching my girls. We'll get more into that in a few minutes. But okay, so coming out of college, then I was in my early 20s and I had babies. And especially, I think, because I had boys first and it was hard to accessorize them and I was cloth diapering, of course, I learned how to knit pants, like wool pants, because you can put wool pants over cloth diapers. If you're not familiar with that whole thing, that whole culture, it's like, you know, a lifestyle. So I did that whole thing and I learned to make my boys these pants and they were actually pretty darn cute, if I say so myself. And Being able to figure out how to do all the different stitches and actually make like something that could be worn felt very accomplished definitely a step up from the hideous green genial <laughs> scarf from college so that was kind of a fun thing and then as I had girls I was making stuff for them knitting things for them making things for their rooms that we were decorating with and I also learned how to quilt in that time and I started to really get better at sewing and with having little girls I started making like little dresses and aprons and all this kind of thing that it felt like oh this isn't just like for fun and beauty and like a stress reliever for me, although sometimes it can be stressful when you're crafting. I'll give you that. But it also became something where I felt like, oh, I'm practically creating something that my kids can wear. It can be useful. Like I created all these little dresses for my girls to be able to wear. And that was so fun. And it felt like oh, like I can do something more with this. It's It actually has a purpose, which was really nice. Oh, ladies, you know me. I am always trying different supplements. I'm always wanting to find the best thing on the market that's going to be the best for me and have the most impact. And I am very happy to say that out of all of the omega-3 supplements that I've tried, Iwi is one of the best I've ever used. Their secret is algae. It's a whole nother level than just plain old fish oil. So here are some of the reasons why I love Iwi. Do you even know where fish get their omega-3s from? Well, it's algae. And with Iwi, you go straight to the source and skip the middle fish and the nasty fishy aftertaste. Iwi's proprietary form of algae leads to 50% more absorption, the world's highest absorption of any source of omega-3. Iwi's proprietary formula goes right to your blood stream for more absorption and more health benefits. In a clinical study, iwi cholesterol helped reduce bad VLDL cholesterol by 25% on average in just three months. And no matter how old or young you are, you can reap the benefits of iwi. If you're all about that healthy lifestyle, then adding iwi to your self-care supplements is a must to support your heart, brain, vision, and overall wellness. And all of iwi's products are plant-based, sustainably sourced, and farmed in the U.S. I really love how when I take Ewi, I just feel more clear-headed. You know, there's been so much stress over the last few years. I just feel like my body gets so easily depleted of things. And when I'm taking Ewi, I feel like it helps my brain especially to be working at its highest capacity so I'm able to take on all these new things that I'm doing. It's never too late or too early to start taking Ewi. Go to ewilife.com livewell and use the code livewell to save 30% on your 1st purchase. Purchase of any Ewi product. Take advantage of this limited time offer today. IWILIFE.com slash live well code live well for 30% off your first purchase. EweLife.com slash live code live well. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And then I got into the whole planner movement, which I would say I had been in and out of paper crafts my whole life. I've always loved stationery. I've always loved that kind of thing. And when the real big planner movement started, it was like all my dreams come true. I mean, back in high school, I would take the planner that they gave us at the beginning of the year and I would take off the binding and I would replace the cover and I would create my own binding and I would do all these things to like customize it and make it my own. So it was something that was like so deeply in my roots of having done all of of this planner stuff and paper stuff really all my life you know I dabbled in stamping and scrapbooking and all that kind of thing so when the planner movement happened it was like my sweet spot It was everything I'd ever wanted. I invested a whole lot of money into buying a lot of random stickers and papers and washi tapes. And and I still have a lot of those things, which is fun because I can dabble with them when I want to. But it was, you know, a daily thing for me. And I think it became a huge stress reliever. You know, I was living through a very, very difficult situation. And it was this place where I could kind of check out from my life and just be able to create and make things pretty just for the sake of making them pretty like making a whole planner spread for the week and adding all of my stickers and painting on the paper and using all of my fun pens and washi tapes and all the things it allowed me to feel like there was some beauty in a very very dark time and it was a lifeline for me to have that creative outlet. But then jump forward. I'm living with my parents. I don't even have my own room. I'm sleeping on their living room floor. You know, it was not exactly like I could have a spread of craft supplies or that I even had a lot of time to be doing that because once the kids went to bed, there was no place for me to go. I was just in the dark room (laughs) with them. And so it wasn't like I could craft after they went to bed and during the day I was working and shuffling kids around to school and activities and all of that. And so a lot of it just fell by the wayside. It felt like I'm just not going to be able to do this kind of thing anymore. And so I really shied away from a lot of those creative pursuits in the last few years, I would say. But a couple of years ago, I decided, well, I do want something. I want something to keep my hands busy. And so I started to crochet again, and I taught my girls And I taught my boyfriend's daughter. And so for the past good year, we have been continuing to work on these blankets. Now, like I said, it was this stitch that I learned in college. I still have the muscle memory of how to do that stitch without really thinking about it. And so it felt just like a really easy entry point. It's a square blanket. So you just work your way around and around and around the square. And we got these really fun colorways from Hobby Lobby that are called sugar wheels. So in one big ball of yarn they have all different colors that the yarn transitions through and they've got all different ones that you can choose from and we all got a different one and we've just been working on these as we've watched shows together and it's been so fun to see the progress and get to invest in that with them but it still hasn't been something that has been like an all-consuming thing again like crafting used to be for me. Well at the end of last year right around Christmas you know in December I was trying to double my reading goal from the whole year I'd done a terrible job of reading in 2021. I can't imagine why there wasn't any stress or like, you know, need for distraction in whatever ways. But I Really doubled down, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna consume 10 books in the month of December. And one of those books I actually listened to the Audible was Sutton Foster, who, if you don't know who she is, she's a big Broadway star. Right now, she's currently in The Music Man with Hugh Jackman on Broadway. And, you know, I grew up in the theater and doing local film work and that sort of thing. So it was really fun to think about listening to this book by Sutton Foster because she, you know, is on Broadway and has been on TV. And done all these things, I thought, well, what a fun memoir to listen to. I didn't know a ton about her. I was familiar with her, but I wanted to know a little bit more. Well, her book is called Hooked. And not only does it talk about how she grew up doing theater and what her career has been like, and, you know, it's a memoir. So she talks about her whole life. But the through line of the whole thing is about her creative side and how she considers herself to be a maker, which I think a lot of performers tend to be. They tend to lean towards that creative side. But it was so interesting to me to hear, you know, when she was backstage or she was at auditions and rehearsals, she would always be making. She would always have something she was crocheting. She would always have some project at home that she was working on, whether it was a mosaic or a painting or drawings. She had all of these things that she would channel her creative energy into that weren't just on the stage, which in and of itself is a creative pursuit. And sometimes I think that even in the field I am in where I'm creating podcasts and I'm I'm doing voiceover acting, which is another, you know, creative format that I work in. And I'm doing all these things, making, you know, graphics and that sort of thing for my website and for social media and all of that kind of thing. I think, well, that should be my creative pursuit. That should fill that creative need in me because I am doing something creative. But in all honesty, it doesn't. It really doesn't because I... I am making these things, but they are performance art or they are digital. And sometimes you really just want to sink your hands into something. You want to create something tangible. There's something to that. I mean, I think that, you know, handicrafts used to be a big part even of people's education. And learning to do these things with our hands that can you know be a good distraction they can be really relaxing and i've really started craving more of that and as i listened to her story it just kind of brought all of that to light like yes i am a maker i always have been and by not doing that by not pursuing those things i'm really squelching down a part of myself that i miss and i want to have again and brought me so much joy and, you know, it's been kind of hard to figure out well, what is it I even want to do? What sounds fun to me? And so I've just allowed myself to come into 2022. Kind of from this perspective of I am going to do whatever sounds good at the time. I am not going to necessarily dive into just one thing, but I'm going to let myself dabble in a lot of different things and experience a lot of different art forms and creativity so I can see if something lands Or if that's just how I want to do things, if I want to kind of constantly be bouncing between different creative pursuits, which is kind of one of the first principles of being creative that I want to talk about today is you yourself start thinking about your creative journey and how this might be able to be applicable to your own life. I want you to consider whether you are this kind of person or maybe you're in this time of life where you are either a smorgasbord person or a deep dive person. Are you that kind of person who likes to be sort of a jack-of-all-trades and know a little bit about a lot of different things? Or do you like to just completely deep dive on something? Like when you watched... Victoria on PBS. Did you then go and read every book about Victoria and, you know, create a timeline about her life? This is a really extreme example. But, you know, like, did you do you just fully immerse yourself in that one thing and go as deep as you can and look at pictures from the, you know, Prince Albert Museum and do research about it and like did it just spark this interest in you to go as deep as you can, learning as much as you can about this thing? Or do you tend to be the person who is a little bit more, you know, pick and choose, taste and see from a lot of different things? Do you like the buffet of knowledge? So when you would watch Victoria, and I know this is a very niche example, but would you think, oh, I'm really interested in that. I'm going to go Google, you know, the royal line in England and see who the... Crown passed down to throughout all of the years. Obviously, Victoria came after King George III, and you know, like, how did we get to the current queen and all that? And you just think, like, oh, and maybe you take, you know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe you even take a half an hour to learn about the royal line. And maybe you think, oh, I'm going to go read a book about Queen Victoria and Prince Albert's love story. Like, that sounds like fun to kind of find out a little bit more information. But then, you know, you kind of have your fill. You're not going to take it much past that. You've gotten a pretty good working knowledge of the situation and you don't feel like you have to immerse the next year in learning about Queen Victoria and creating, you know, a replica dress from what she wore to her wedding. You know, I mean, I know that this is all very extreme and very niche, like I mentioned, but there are two different ways of looking at things. Are you the person who likes to go and take one class on something creative at Michael's, you know, you're going to go and learn about calligraphy and you're going to go take like a one-off Saturday calligraphy hand lettering class and that sounds fun to you. Or are you the person who is like, you know what, I think I'm really into hand lettering and calligraphy. I'm going to take a whole class series and I'm going to buy every supply that's out there and I'm going to dive into this and this is going to be my thing." This is going to be my sole pursuit in craftiness and the thing that I go all in on. I'm going to learn all of the different techniques, what all of the different supplies do. I'm going to learn about all the different types of calligraphy and the different forms of lettering and how you do the spacing and how that translates in today's modern digital design. And I'm going to also take that into doing procreate and I'm going to, you know, really dive into lettering. That can be its own thing. Or you can be the dabbler. So do you tend to be that person who deep dives or the person who likes to experience a lot of different things? I think this is helpful in knowing how you can move forward with your creative pursuits. And I think that there can be a spectrum of it as well. I mean, there can be a point in time where you deep dive into something a little bit more than you maybe would otherwise, and that lasts for a little while, but then you want to move on to the next thing. I think that's what I kind of tend to be like, that I like to get a really good handle on how to do something and learn the basics and kind of be able to take that a little bit farther if I want to, but then I've experienced... Experienced it and I want to experience something else. And so I get a pretty good working knowledge of a lot of different things, but I'm not at a professional level with any of them. I just get to really do as much as I want to do until I kind of get sick of it and then I can move on to the next thing. And I think that is perfectly acceptable too, but it's important to keep in mind, especially as you are maybe investing money (laughs) into buying things. You know, this is something I think I've learned the hard way over a lot of years is, you know, maybe temper yourself. If you think, am I going to be doing this in a year? Do I need every single product out on the market for this thing? Is this going to be my ride or die? Absolute. I'm going to do this craft until my end of days. Or is it going to be like, I'm going to get what I need for now because I'm going to enjoy this for now. And I don't want to feel overburdened by one storing all of the things to the amount of money that I will have poured into (laughs) this investment, but maybe don't end up using all of the supplies. You know, it's just something to consider as you are figuring out what it is you want to do. I think it helps you to figure out the level of investment of learning and education about the topic that you want to actually pour into. I mean, are we talking... Buying these master classes, or going for a weekend retreat or doing something where you are just going to get the best knowledge out there on the market, or are we talking, you know, a couple of YouTube videos could probably suffice. It's important to know that so that you make good decisions about how you want to be creative. I think as I kind of mentioned earlier too, it can be important to establish why you are wanting to be creative. Are you wanting to be creative just for the sole pursuit of beauty, that it doesn't really matter to you if anyone ever sees what you're working on. This is just for you and making something beautiful. It doesn't really matter if it has to be useful. You're just doing it because you want to create something of beauty. You want to exercise those creative muscles and kind of, you know, forget about everything else and just Be creative. Is that what you're looking for? Or do you want something that you're like, I want people to see this. I want people to appreciate this and think that I did a good job. Or I want something that is going to end up being useful to my family. Like I was saying about making my daughter's dresses when they were little or even knitting my son's pants. It was like something we could actually use and utilize and it felt really good to be creative in that way, but it had like an end goal. It had a purpose for doing it. Now, Neither one is wrong. Neither one is better or worse than the other. They both have value. I mean, look around you. Look at the world. God is creative. Holy moly. I mean, that is where we get that creative spark from. Look at the flowers and all the different kinds of animals and how individual each of us are. There's not even a single blade of grass that looks exactly like any other blade of grass. No two snowflakes are the same. That's how creative he is he thought up the wonders of color and smell and taste and all of these things that we get to experience that is the height of creativity that is where we get our longings to be creative They are natural in us, I believe. And so it's not right or wrong if you are wanting to make it just for the sake of beauty. Not every flower has a purpose. Sometimes the purpose is for it to just be beautiful. And that is perfectly okay. And so I think that's important because maybe for you, just creating, you know, a personal art journal is going to be the thing that does it for you. And at the end of your day, you can either paint or draw or, you know, use washi tape and papers to create something that is, you know, a look back over your day and you're really the only person that needs to see that. Or maybe you want to create a painting for your living room and you can also, have the juxtaposition of both. You can want to do both things. Neither one is wrong or right, but I think it's important to kind of assess where you are currently at. It may not even stay the same way for you. You may want to have your art be very personal and reflective right now, and then you may want to have it be more practical and you know showy in the future. You get to decide, but it's important to kind of tune into where you are currently at, because I think that art and creativity is such a personal thing. I think it is our personality sort of on display and the way we create things. A lot of times people's art comes forth out of their souls. You know, I think people who are struggling with dark things, like let's say a painter, a lot of their paintings are going to be darker and more brooding. A lot of people who, you know, even make music, if they're going through something difficult, that's going to come out in their music. But if they're going through something wonderful, that is also going to come out in their music. I mean, hello, Taylor Swift. It's a really good example. It's so apparent that our art kind of flows out of us. And so I think it's really good to kind of tune in and and let your art be that. Let it be Therapeutic to you. Let it be an expression of how you are doing and how you are coping with things and how you want things to be. You know, it's a place to dream and sort of make magic, and it doesn't have to be perfect. And so I think that that's a really smart thing to allow to be a part of your creative journey is realizing that it can be deeper than just, oh, I made this scarf, or oh, I painted this thing, it can be something that honestly helps you to make your way from one day to the next. It can be something that allows you to shut everything else off in your brain and achieve this place of relaxation that can be hard to come by otherwise. It can be a way that you can... Feel like you are doing something like I know I always sort of have like this low level guilt less now than it used to be. But like if I just sit down to watch TV, I feel like, well, I should be doing something too. And guess what? You shouldn't. It's okay for me to just sit down and watch TV if I want to. And it's okay for you, too. But I also really like when I do have something to keep my hands busy. And that's a great time for me to pull out my crocheting or whatever that is just sort of mindless. It has that muscle memory and I can do it without thinking very much about it. Those are things that are relaxing to me and it's okay to be able to do that. You guys, my morning drink is such an integral part of my day. It just doesn't feel like my day has really gotten off the ground or I'm able to really focus on all the things that I need to do until I get that hot cup in my hands. It just is nourishing for my soul and my body. It helps me to feel like I'm on top of things for the day. And that is why Rasa has been the perfect addition to my day because Rasa is an adaptogenic coffee alternative with an incredible selection of blends that energize from adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms instead of caffeine. Each blend is formulated in-house by clinical herbalists with organic, I love that, adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms to balance energy, support the nervous system, and ease stress. And goodness knows I need a lot of that. Essentially, Rasa is helping you handle life better. The amount of adaptogens in Rasa is so high, it could be considered a supplemental alternative to if you're taking any adaptogens out there. It is that good. And adaptogens are most effective when consumed regularly and consistently. So you can get your daily dose while enjoying a beautiful morning ritual that can help set your tone for your day. And with 10 flavors and functions, there's a Rasa for everyone. I have a couple of favorites. Personally, I love their cacao blend. It's a crowd favorite with its chocolatey taste, kind of like a healthy hot chocolate. It is just so yummy and I feel like I'm revitalizing my day but also getting a little bit of comfort first thing in the morning. I also love their bold because it helps me to just really take the day by the horns. I love the taste of Rasa. It's a new staple in my morning routine. I even bought a brand new little French press so that I could be making it every single day. I had heard about Rasa a couple of years ago and was so excited when they decided to sponsor the podcast because I already knew that I was going to love this brand. And sure enough, I do. It is part of my daily routine. So I'm telling you, you have to try Rasa. They even have an online quiz so you can easily find the perfect blend just for you. Right now, I have an awesome deal to get you started. You can get 20% off your first purchase. Just go to wearerasa.com and use my special promo code livewell20. That's promo code. LiveWell20 for 20% off at weareasa.com. That's Rasa, R-A-S-A. And thank you to Rasa for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. Skincare. You guys hear me talk about it all the time. It's a big deal to me, and I'm always trying products to try to find the best thing for my skin and the things that are going to be the most effective and have the most long lasting impact on my overall skin health and the way that I look. Honestly, I want to stay looking young as long as I can, and that is why I have really been loving Murad. Founded by Dr. Howard Murad, MD, Murad Skincare is a line of clinically proven cruelty free products that meet the meticulous standards for safety, efficacy, and care you'd expect from a doctor. Murad is known for their line of acne products, but also their high-performance heroes like Rapid Dark Spot Correcting Serum and their gentle but effective Retinol Youth Renewal Serum. I've been using this whole line and absolutely loving it. Dr. Murad is a board-certified dermatologist and trained pharmacist who is recognized around the world as a visionary for his unmatched scientific innovations. Also as an authority in holistic wellness and stress management, can I get an amen for infusing these things into skincare, Dr. Murad was the first dermatologist to make the connection between mind, Body, health, and skincare. Dr. Murad has always said skincare is healthcare. And as a true reflection of Dr. Murad's philosophy and lifelong mission to help his patients and consumers live happier, healthier lives, Murad has launched a digital magazine and podcast called Well Connected by Murad, connecting the dots between science and wellness. There are stories on the skin, the body, the mind, with headlines like, Love yourself and stay hydrated, or Frozen cucumber and driving gloves, seven Korean moms skincare tips. Plus, their first season of the podcast includes guest appearances from people like Charlotte Zoller and Dr. Manib Shah. Murad's efficacious skincare products can be found at Sephora, Ulta, and Murad.com, and you can find their digital magazine at wellconnected.murad.com and the podcast, Well Connected by Murad, wherever you listen to podcasts. And as a special treat for my listeners, Murad is offering 20% off on their website, murad.com, when you use the code LIVEWELL at checkout. You can also get free shipping on any order over $60. Again, if you go to Murad.com and use the code LIVEWELL, you can get 20% off and free shipping on any order over $60. I think you're going to love Murad. They've got so many different things to offer for your skin, so be sure to go check them out and listen to their podcast to wrap everything together about your health, wellness, and skincare. Now also at the same time like I am learning how to bake sourdough bread and that's something that can nourish my family but it's also this way of being able to be creative for myself. It's getting my hands in there and working that dough and it is being able to Really experience something new and beautiful in a whole different way than I've maybe done before. And it's this new process to learn and something that helps me to feel like a more well-rounded person because I'm continuing to learn all the time and it's this new thing that I'm getting to pursue. That's a form of creativity, too. It can look like whatever you want it to look like. And so, I would really suggest, as you are stepping maybe back into a creative space like I am, to be thinking outside the box about what it is you want to create. You know, whether it is food or body care products, you know, maybe you want to dabble in making your own makeup. There's all kinds of blog posts and YouTube tutorials. And, you know, everything under the sun where you could make all of your own skincare if that's, you know, what floated your boat or like Katie, how, you know, she's on the podcast all the time and she is diving in to her sugar cookies this year. She is coming up with all kinds of different recipes for the sugar cookie base itself. She's learning all of these different techniques for actually decorating them, whether it's, you know, using royal icing and flooding them or incorporating fondant elements learning to airbrush. She's really diving in and doing all of the different things around cookie decorating. I mean, if you want a good example of somebody who deep dives and then somebody who has the smorgasbord approach, it is me and Katie. I mean, I would take this whole sourdough thing and learn the basics of it and then make the sourdough and that's great. And I feel like, okay, now I know how to make sourdough and ta-da, I've done it. Now I can move on to the next thing. And I know that and I can just have it in my back pocket and I can make it whenever I want to. Whereas Katie, who has been making sourdough for years, literally has journals with all of the details of how her sourdough behaved in different types of weather and humidity and all of the variations that she did to her recipes and how temperature affected things. And I mean, like she took notes, she's done all the learning, she will do the research. For instance, she just got a new uh, sourdough starter for Christmas, and it's from this specific area of our state, and it goes back like 150 years. And she is like, I am not above getting this sourdough starter tested to find all the strains of bacteria and identify exactly where in our state they specifically came from. <laughs> I mean, like, that is the depth that she goes to. She's a deep diver. Where for me, I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, learn more about cookie decorating. I used to be a cookie decorator. I worked in a Cookies by Design for a year in my 20s. So that is like something that I learned to do, but I wasn't going to research like what are all the different variations of a sugar cookie that I could make to combine with these flavors and, you know, that's just not my cup of tea. I want to learn how to do something and do it pretty well, but I don't need to know the bacterial you know, evidence of where the sourdough starter came from. But I still love being able to utilize those things like baking to be creative and to also serve my family. That's a really cool thing to be able to do. Okay, so maybe you're like me and at this point I've been talking about all this creativity stuff and my background in creativity and whether you're a smorgasborder or a deep diver and and all these different forms of ways that I have been creative and sort of some different options, but maybe you're like, okay... I am really thinking about this now, along with you, Mackenzie, my creativity just feels like it's been stifled by the pandemic, and I'm wanting to wake up that side of my brain again. How do I do that? How do I even figure out what I want to do? That's been something that I've struggled with because I've always loved being creative, but now all of a sudden I feel like I have this creativity roadblock, like I don't even know what I want to do or how to make something beautiful, I I just feel stunted. So let's talk about how we can sort of get re-inspired again. How can we reignite that part of us that really wants to be creative, but maybe feels like we don't even really remember how to be creative anymore and and what do we even want to make? Well, take to the internet waves. I don't think internet waves are a thing, but you know, just, just go with me here. There are so many different places that we can go to to get fresh inspiration. I mean... Just right off the bat, if you start searching for anything creative, you are going to start to be inundated on Instagram with ads of classes for whatever it is that you are wanting to be creative on. (laughs) I know this has happened to me numerous times and then I feel like well yeah I want to paint all the things like I get ads constantly for different abstract painting classes and you know all these different like art pursuits but even if you just go on Instagram and you start searching hashtags maybe something pretty broad maybe you put in hashtag knitting or hashtag crocheting or hashtag pottery, or paper crafts, or journaling, or pens. I mean, you can do anything really broad, and all of these different things are going to come up. And from there, you can start to kind of hone it in a little bit more. Okay, you don't just want painting, you want you know, metallic watercolors. (laughs) You can just really start to deep dive into these different things and just follow the threads. What looks appealing to you? What sounds interesting to you? What do you find to be beautiful? What looks fun to you? Allow yourself to think about some fun and some joy. What sparks that for you? Just follow those trails. And then as you start to find some of those things, some things that look interesting to you, I would say before you go buy the class for them, maybe then go look that up on YouTube and that will create its own thread of things for you to follow and think are interesting because you're going to get all these different suggestions for all different types of videos, for all different kinds of people who are teaching you how to do it and they have different styles and you're really going to kind of be able to see those things play out and as you do that, I think it helps you to hone in on things that look interesting to you. For instance, right now, I follow a couple of accounts on Instagram that I just think look so interesting, and they are creating Dutch Pores acrylics. So basically what this is, is you sort of water down acrylic paint, you pour it onto a canvas in different designs and whatever, but the designs at that point don't really matter because what you're going to do is take a hairdryer to these designs and you blow the paint on the canvas. They are amazing. You guys, it ends up looking sometimes like a giant wave or sometimes like a big crazy flower or sometimes it's just this big abstract design. And I decided, you know, what I really want to do for my birthday next month is I want to create one of these paintings. And when I'm talking, I want to create one of these paintings. I am talking about like, I want to challenge myself to create the artwork that needs to go behind my couch. I really loathe the picture that is behind my couch. It's just this black thing that says gather and or maybe it says grateful. See, I don't even remember. I think it says grateful. Wow. But Regardless, that shows you how much I love it. It felt nice when I was moving here, and now that I've been here for a number of years, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I don't like it. I actually want to infuse the space with a little bit more color. And I feel like, well, if I do it myself, then I can switch it out if I want to. As the seasons change, I could do something totally different if that's up my alley. But I really want to do this. And so that's something that I am saving up for that I am going to, you know, maybe fiddle around with some smaller canvases before then to try to really figure out what I'm doing. But I want to do a Dutch pour. And what's more, I think I will probably get my kids or at least one of them <laughs> involved with it. And, you know, even just last weekend, I got a wild hair to do some painting. And so I just pulled out whatever painting supplies I happened to have and I just started doing like some abstract paintings. I had one of my kids home that weekend. And, you know, all of a sudden he was in there with me and we both found ourselves in the kitchen painting, just not really having any direction or purpose for it. We just were being creative and kind of getting to enjoy the process of it, not being too concerned with what the results looked like because we were just having fun and trying out different things and trying out different methods. He was going for a little bit more of a a splatter, I would say, that did, you know, take some significant cleanup and thank goodness for magic erasers. But It was really fun to just kind of get to dive in and be creative. Now, like I said, I want the actual purpose, the end goal to be to make something that actually looks decent for my living room, but it's fun to kind of do the playing In the meantime, and I wouldn't have even known that this was a thing unless I'd been on Instagram and looking at different abstract painters that I really liked and then suddenly stumbled upon these couple that do these amazing paintings that I think look really intriguing and they really hit something for me. You know, other people may look at that and be like, I don't get it. That's weird. Abstract painting is not my thing. Give me a landscape any day. But for me, it just like it's it's kind of like that whole Mari Kondo, you know, spark joy idea, because nothing is going to be the same for anybody buddy as anybody else. You know, for some person, it might be photography is the place where they feel the most creative, where somebody else it's going to be painting or working with clay or whatever it is. You have to figure out what sparks joy for you. So by doing that, by looking at hashtags on Instagram, by looking at things on Pinterest, oh Pinterest, you know, that is going to give you a wealth of different ideas and threads to follow to get where you want to be right now to find something that looks like yeah I want to try that and then once you figure that out you can start looking for classes there's a bazillion art classes on the internet in fact something that I recently found out that some of these companies that have like all the classes in one place, like Craftsy, where they've got all kinds of different things, any crafty thing that you could think about, they probably have a class for it. Well, guess what, check with your library because a lot of libraries, you can actually utilize your login to get into Craftsy and get these classes for absolutely free. I mean, how awesome is that? Check with your local art supply stores for when they are doing classes. Think about your library for even getting books about different things or videos. You know, really start to expand your ideas of where you can be finding the information that you want to. Because I think my natural inclination and a lot of people's inclination these days is to just like go to Amazon, you know, find the book you're looking for. Well, maybe go to Amazon and look for drawing books. Goodness knows I've bought more of those than I should but they're beautiful and they make me want to draw, even if I don't ever put the pencil to the paper. (laughs) They are inspiring to look at, but maybe instead of ordering them on Amazon, you can find them there, but then go check your library because they very well might have exactly what you're looking for. There are so many ways that you can kind of start to dip your toe into these waters without making a huge investment right off the bat. You know, I was watching a video on the whole Dutch pour thing the other day and she was talking about, well, you can just water down your acrylics with actual water or... Or you can go buy this dex whatever to add to your acrylics. Well, of course, my first thought is, oh, I need Flowdex to put in the acrylics. But it was like, okay, calm down. Hold on. You don't even know if you're going to be any good at this. <laughs> like, maybe you should take a step back and think about using water first. You know, that's a big check for me because I, of course, want all the right things. If I'm going to do it, I want all the right things right off the bat. But it's okay to to dabble first before you want to take even a temporary deep dive. If this is the thing you want to do for the next four months and you want all the supplies for it, awesome. But maybe like try it out first. You know, I think that there is value to being wise about how you're stepping into creativity, but also not letting it hold you back from trying things. Okay, ladies, so a little bit embarrassing, but the other day I was using my brand new pans from Caraway and it was the first time that I gotten to use them and I ended up Marco Poloing, my good friend Katie Duckett, and I was like, Oh my gosh, nothing is sticking. It's like a miracle. All of my food is cooking so nicely and nothing's sticking to the pan. And she was like, Oh honey, that is like basic things that you should expect from a good pan, but I came to realize I've never had a good pan <laughs> and now I do. And what's more, I think one of the reasons I'd always avoided any sort of non-stick surface is that I didn't want to have something toxic for my family. Well, Caraway Home creates non-toxic kitchen wares that are all designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients. It's time to ditch the chemicals with Caraway Homes non-toxic cookware and bakeware collections. And not only is their cookware awesome, but they are also thoughtful with their manufacturing. Caraway products release up to 60% less CO2 into the environment compared to other traditional non-stick coatings. All sets come equipped with easy-to-access storage solutions so that no stacking is required. Gone are the days of misplacing lids. They've really thought of everything. They have both a cookware set and a bakeware set. I personally have their Dutch oven and their saute pan in the beautiful cream color which is exactly like the minimalist vibe that I'm going for. I just can't say enough things about how much I love my cookware from Caraway Home. So visit carawayhome.com/livewell to take advantage of my limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners. So visit carawayhome.com/livewell and use my code livewell at checkout. Join the more than 25,000 people who rave about their caraway kitchen caraway non-toxic cookware made modern okay so i know i've been really all over the map in this podcast it was a very creative podcast right creative even in format and flow <laughs> but i just want to kind of give you a summary of basically what i want to get at In this whole creative episode, if creativity is something you feel like, okay, yeah, I want to start infusing that into my life more. Maybe it hasn't been something that you've been able to focus on as much, whether you feel like you haven't had the time or the finances or the inspiration, or you just feel a little dead inside from the past two years, and you want to start to just, you know, fan that ember, a little bit more than these are you know the high points that I feel like we have covered today Figure out what kind of personality you have as far as creativity goes. Do you tend to be a deep diver or do you tend to be a dabbler? Figure out which you are and then start figuring out what it is you even want to do. Maybe look back at things you've done in the past. Are any of those things that you want to be able to return to again that maybe you even already have a lot of the supplies for? Are you wanting to find something brand new? You know, start following those threads on Instagram and Pinterest and YouTube and hone it down maybe before you spend any money. Then make sure that when you do decide to spend money, you are very wise about how you go about that. How much do you want to actually invest? What kind of supplies do you need? What kind of learning can you access possibly for even free before you take those steps into buying actual classes? Not to diminish actual classes at all. I have bought many of them and they are usually great and incredibly worthwhile, but make sure that you're just being wise about how you are stepping into it. Do you want your creative process to be something that is just personal and purely For the sake of being creative, or do you want to create something that can serve your family or friends? Is it something you want to be able to bless other people with? You know, think about all of these things as you are stepping back into this creative space. Maybe think about even allowing yourself to create a creative time, like carve out the time that you need to have creativity happen in your life, you know, whether it means you're going to start crocheting so that you have something to busy your hands with while you're sitting down and watching TV at night, or you are going to take a couple of hours, one afternoon a week, and light a candle and put on some fun music or some soothing music and just set aside that time to be creative. Figure out what it is you need in your life right now for your creative pursuits. Maybe even think about listening to some creative creative memoirs or reading some creative memoirs, seeing how other people are creative. I think there are so many great books out there that really analyze how people have fit creativity into their lives or how creative people have run their lives. I know that Twyla Tharp has a whole book all about the creative pursuit and what that sort of life looks like or listening to Sutton Foster's book. You could read it too. I just think celebrity memoirs are better when they're listened to. But that book is called Hooked. And I thought it was incredibly inspiring to see how she wove all of those different creative pursuits into her already creative life. You know, think about how you can get inspired, how you can tap into those things and make creativity an outlet for you and a source of joy for you, allow it to add a little bit of magic to your life, and hopefully be something that can kind of Bring us all out of these hard years into something a little bit brighter and maybe something with a little bit more color and joy and light in your life. That is what I would really hope for your creative pursuits. I know I am pursuing that in my own creative pursuits, which I plan on sharing more about on YouTube and on Instagram this year as I try out different things and get my feet wet in creativity again. So if you want to see more of what I am doing creatively, I highly suggest that you come over and follow me on Instagram at Mackenzie Coppa. And of course, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you would head over to youtube.com slash Mackenzie subscribe there, click for notifications, Give me some thumbs up on those videos. Help the algorithm to know that people are actually enjoying the content that I'm putting out there and I will definitely try to update probably in my Friday episodes as I am pursuing different creative things and showing those things and having some fun with them. So I would love to have you over there to have you comment over there and us to actually have conversations about these things and see how you are being creative. If you have something new that you have taken up, creatively, or maybe even it's not new to you, I would just love to hear about it. I would love for you to send me pictures on Instagram and let's talk about it. I love interacting with you guys and seeing what you're doing and how you're enjoying the podcast and how it's impacting you. In fact, just a really good example, Shell's episode from a couple of weeks ago, all about vitamin B12 deficiency has been amazing to see the response. So many of you ladies have specifically reached out to Shell and talked to her about what you've gone through, what kind of symptoms you've had. Some of you have already gone out and gotten B12 shots and you're seeing the difference in your lives. It has been pretty amazing to see how many of you are being impacted by that episode. And for me, that's so encouraging because a lot of times when I put out this podcast, it's just like sending it out into the void. (laughs) You never really know if anybody's listening. I mean, you get the numbers back, but when you don't get that like actual conversational response from people of how it's interesting to them or how they're inspired by it or questions that they have, you know, it just feels like Is anybody out there? (laughs) Is it just me? Am I just talking into the abyss? But when you guys actually get involved, that is my favorite part. I love hearing from you. So please never hesitate to reach out to me to leave comments on blog posts or on the newsletter or on the YouTube videos or on my Instagram or contact me through DMs on Instagram or better yet even come and get involved in Patreon. Now that is a place where I know I'm not speaking into the void because there's so much conversation going on over there. We've got a lot of really fun things that we are doing in the month of March. For instance, it's going to end this Friday. We're going to close it but we are creating again. We're having our live well Groups. Now these are groups that we are hosting on Marco Polo. We're going to keep them to a reasonable size so they're not like overboard and too many people for people to keep up with messages and that sort of thing. But we are doing so many fun groups this time around instead of doing them by like Enneagram number or what have we and what else have we done in the past? We've organized them just like what are your interests or why are you on Patreon or you know whatever. We actually created. We actually created themes this time for our groups. We've got five different themed groups and then we'll have some subgroups off of those as well. But I think they're really fun. So we have the Live Well Planned group. This is for all the ladies who love planning and tracking and lists. It's a place where you guys can get together and chat about all your planning methods and the things you've planned and your favorite planning tools. All the planning things will be happening in that Marco Polo group. Then there is the Live Well with Flora group. This is for everybody who loves flowers and growing things this is where you can talk about you know the latest bouquet or houseplant you got from Trader Joe's or what you're planning for your garden or tips for growing things that is going to be all in that live well with flora group we're going to have a live well in the kitchen group that is all about sharing recipes and what you're making for dinner and chatting about your kitchen and have you gotten a new tool you know like whatever you've got going in your kitchen. If you really love that part of your life, then you could talk about other ladies who are loving it too, or maybe who are trying to love it more or to get ideas from other people. I think that's going to be a really fun group. Then we've got the Live Well Project Central group that is going to be all the projects you're currently taking on that you maybe want a little bit of accountability and encouragement for and you can help other people be accountable and encourage them too. So whether it's doing your spring cleaning and organizing or finally getting done those things that you've been procrastinating about or maybe you have a party to plan or whatever it is, this is the group that you can bring your projects to and you can talk about them with other ladies who are trying to conquer their projects too and I think that'll be a really fun space. And then our final group, is called the Live Well in Your Face group. And that is the group that is going to be all about skincare and makeup because as Melanie Shankel says, you've only got one face. And so this is the group for all the ladies who are wanting to, you know, talk about the different products they're using and how they're doing their makeup or what their morning routine is or their evening routine is for their skincare and all that kind of thing is all wrapped up into this group. So those are our five groups that we have coming out over this next week. Everyone's signing up. The sign up closes this Friday. It is available to everyone who is in the Angelica level and higher in Patreon, which again, you can find Patreon at patreon.com slash livewelltogether. That's where we've got all of this going on. We have a new book club that we are starting that is like the best book club ever because You just come and talk about whatever book you've already been reading. (laughs) There's no book assigned. There's no schedule that you have to keep up with. It is like the lowest pressure book club on the planet because that's what we all needed. We all want to be reading more. We all want to be talking about our reading lives, but it's really hard to find a book and stick to that schedule and have the pressure of it. So we are eliminating all of that part of it. And at the end of every month, we're just getting together and having a fun little book club where we can talk about what we're already reading and listening to and, you know, what all we have Taken into our brains in that month. So I think that's going to be really fun. We are bringing back the mini casts in Patreon. So twice a month, Katie and I are shooting the breeze and having really fun, just chatty episodes. I feel like they are kind of in the vein of the Big Boo cast with Melanie Schenkel and Sophie Hudson. It's very much just like everyday life stuff, things that we are, you know, finding or pursuing or just. Really fun because we're such good friends. And so I think that comes through in the mini cast. And we just get to kind of have a good time. And the patrons get to listen to those episodes. So, you know, there's just so much fun stuff going on in Patreon. And if you want to get involved, it's a great place to be. It's a great place to spark your creativity and talk with other ladies about it. And we would love to have you come and join us. So come over to patreon.com slash live well together. Join us over there. You can just start out at $5 a month. That gets you into all of our lives that we are hosting. It gets you our kind of like minimalist tracking planner that I put out every month to be seeing how your body and your life is doing and kind of keep track of those things. So much going on over there that we would love to have you join us for. So patreon.com slash live well together. All right. I've been talking for a really long time. Ladies, kudos to all of you who hung in here. for this whole episode. I'm so proud of you. And I feel deeply honored that you put up with me for this long. It will not just be me on the podcast next week. We've got a lot of fun things coming up in the month of March. I can't wait for you to see everything that we have rolling out this month. There's so much content all over the place with Live Well Anyway in the month of March. It's going to be a really good time. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me today, ladies. And until next time...